Welcome to another episode here at the Midnight Founders Podcast. We're so excited to be with you today. This is AJ Rounds from Rev Road and Jake McCarg from CB Vault. Here at the Midnight Founders Podcast, we focus on telling behind the scenes stories for what makes a successful entrepreneur. We're excited for another week. Here we go. We're excited oh, to be yeah. here today with <laughs> Heather Osmond Woo! from Osmond Design. Thank 20 you. 20 years. Thank you so much for inviting me. I know you guys, 20 years. How, where has the time gone? So That's amazing. Cool. I can't wait to hear the story. Me too. And I, it looks like you love it just as much now as you did day one. Absolutely. You know, I never thought in a million years that I would be in the furniture industry. Here I am doing furniture and interior design. When I was first married, didn't really know what I wanted to do when I grew up. And uh, at the time I was going to BYU, I was taking an advertising class, a communications class. And then, you know, Book of Mormon and preparation for marriage and then an interior design class of all things. And then here I am, you know, started actually selling real estate because my husband and I wanted to buy our first home and we didn't have a down payment. So I needed the real estate commission to get that right. (laughs) So I'd go into people's homes being a new real estate agent and I was just horrified. I said, this is not okay. How, how can you sell your home like this? And so I started giving people suggestions and recommendations on how to fix that up. So you were the realtor that was like, okay, clean that closet out and get rid of all <laughs> exactly. that clutter on the counter. And this bathroom has got to go. Take half of this stuff out and that will be a huge improvement. <laughs> and so not only my listing started selling for more money, but then other agents started hiring me. And I think, you know, all of us just got tired of shopping at the same store that 17 of our neighbors were shopping at. And so then we'd all end up with the same sofa and the same dining table. And we all just wanted something unique, but there was either the big box stores or there was the very overpriced designer stores that carried $10,000 sofas that no one could afford. And there just really wasn't anything in between. And I think I just hit the, you know, shot that gap right at the perfect time. And that's the humble (laughs) beginnings of Osmond Designs. So the 30-second pitch then is what? What does Osmond Designs do that's different than everyone else? You kind of gave it to us, but I want to hear kind of the official, like, what do you tell people? What makes you so unique? So officially, how I would describe Osmond Designs is we're a furniture and an interior design store. So we carry high-end, low-end, lots of price points in the middle, and no one beats our prices on anything we sell. So definitely. How do you say that? I don't know. A hundred percent. So what's really cool, I'll I'll fill you guys in on a little secret. Um, Everything's paid for. The buildings are paid for. The inventory is paid for. We live off of my husband's salary. So I take very minimal amounts home and we just throw it back into the business. And our philosophy is just have less markup and then just do more, do more volume. Hmm. So, you know, there's advertising costs for anyone and everyone in in any business. And ours is just investing in giving people the best prices and then they tell their neighbors. That's cool. I know. Shh, don't tell that's anyone. Cool. That's what we do. <laughs> you all heard it here on the Midnight Founders podcast. I know, this is right? Heather's secret, right? Here. <laughs> no, and we can work with those clients that have crazy budgets and we can get all the best of the best. But we also work with, you know, we're Utah County. Let's be honest. We have builders that want to spend nothing and they want it to look like they spent a lot. And I have to tell you, I'm a Utah homegrown girl. 
I like a great deal as much as anyone else. <laughs> I even shop, you know, the closeouts, it. the discontinueds, and I love and it. some of that stuff I just have to bring home because I just I know I can't get it again. It was on sale. It was on so, sale. I well, saved money. Sorry, it was, babe, on, it was sale. on sale. <laughs> I hear that all the time. I saved money. It was on sale. I'm like, so you spent money, but you saved money. How does that work? <laughs> oh, I know it's great. So Heather, are you sourcing then? I mean, one thing you said that that caught my attention was those things that. Um, you're sourcing or that you have an inventory, they're unique, they're different than what you would get at the other big box stores yeah. here in the area. We won't say their names, obviously, right. but uh, where do you source your furniture from then? What, yeah. Where does that come from? You know, what's so interesting is we actually have our own Osmond collection, which means that we chose the style and then we chose a specific leather or a specific fabric that no one else has the opportunity to buy, which is really cool. So there are big box stores and they will buy, you know, two products from a manufacturer, but then they'll buy a thousand of that or of 500 each of each one. And they carry it in their warehouse. And that's why seven of our neighbors end up with mm. the same thing as we have is because that's all that's being offered. Well, that manufacturer not only carries those two, but they carry 98 others that no one ever sees. And so we really try to just work with each of those individual manufacturers and find out what people are not buying. And oftentimes the stuff that the big box stores are buying, we would never want to bring into our store. We're like, that's amazing <laughs> because they just passed up. Look what, you know, A, B, C, D, E, and we want those. And so we'll carry one or two and then we never bring them back in again. Ah. So it's kind of fun. And we just bounce around. Yeah, to catch it while it's there. So fun, you guys. So you really are capturing the FOMO. Like, if you don't buy it now. We do. That's right. With some of the other ones, you just have to wait till next April and (laughs) then it'll be there again. (laughs) There may be a road show as well (laughs) in the store. Exactly. And then all of these companies. I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds and even thousands of these companies that produce and make and import amazing furniture Mm -hmm. and they're always coming out with new intros so we don't want 500 of something that sits in our warehouse for two years that we have to sell through like we want something that was just released two days ago yeah that's so you're really getting the most updated so is it just in time ordering that you're doing or just in time like sourcing i guess you could say yeah so we have a 10,000 square foot warehouse behind our orem store we have two locations lehigh and orem right behind our Orem store is really our headquarters where all of our box trucks and deliveries and everything happen. So we have that. And, you know, 10,000 square feet is not that large. Not for furniture. You you would think that would take up a lot of space. We also have, we call it the overflow warehouse, but that's in West Lehigh. And that carries a lot of our upholstery because those have a little bit longer lead time. And specifically in COVID time, those are the things that had delays. It was the foam, it was the fabrics, mm. um, all of that. So we did stock up and we have that. So we just have people come with trucks and trailers and they just come and pick it up. And every week's different, every month is different. So that's kind of our little, you know, vibe of how we, we roll at Osmond Designs. You don't, do you manufacture any of the your own furniture? So my husband and my brother back in the day, they did fly out to China and they did go and personally visited a lot of those vendors and manufacturers. But of course, there's a language barrier, but they do actually have business interpreters and those kinds of things. And um, Like almost tour guys, kind of, if yeah, you will. Yeah, exactly. But now they have middlemen. Mm-hmm. So the, the brokers. The bro- they, yeah. There you go, the brokers. So they basically, we can still can 
you know, communicate with them and they'll get us whatever we want. Cool. Yeah. Interesting. The other thing you said too, Heather, that grabbed my attention in your 30 second spiel is um, that you have no debt. So everything's paid for. So the markups are much different, right? And so correct me if I'm wrong, maybe I've heard this and read this wrong, you know, over all these years, but after jewelry, which is the highest markup in the, you know, in the world, furniture is number two. Is that accurate? Like sometimes 200%. I don't know if that's accurate or not. Yeah. But. You know, that's the rumor out there. Uh -huh. There are definitely some local stores that in my opinion are so overpriced and ridiculous. Mm. So I don't know if they're trying to make their entire mortgage on one or two customers that just have no clue or what's going on there. But um, I think there are definitely some jewelry companies or furniture stores or probably almost anything in any industry where there's always those companies that I feel like are gouging their customers. It's, it's really not something markets. I believe in doing. So yeah. we try to give everyone the very best prices that we can. Of course, we have to cover freight and you know overhead costs of employees and buildings and the, those kinds of things. But it's a very, very, very minimal because I think we... Uh, scrimped and saved in those early days. Um, and we were able to just pay things down quickly. And I've made way more money in real estate than I've ever made selling furniture. Uh, my husband's a real estate developer. And as part of that, we were a great team because I was a real estate agent. So we'd find these deals. Like specifically, I'll, I'll give you a little background story on my Orem store. So that building was actually owned by Stock Building Supply, which is kind of a hardware store, Anderson Lumber. and like an you ace, know. yeah. Yeah, exactly, one of those. And at the time, Stock Building Supply was selling a lot of their locations. And that just happened to be one of them. And we purchased it on the stair, the, basically the front door, the stairs of the actual store at auction. So it was pretty much show wow. up and bid on it, which we did. And we didn't have tons of money at the time. So that was kind of a, a big deal for Good us. for you. That's so we great. purchased that building. It sat on seven acres and we sold off five acres after we went through the city entitlements and whatnot, rezoned it, um, subdivided it, sold the five acres for the entire amount that we had paid for the entire seven. <laughs> I love that. So we really had the building yeah. and two free, acres for free. free building. Yeah. And yeah, gave That's us a little awesome. remodeling money because obviously it was just hammered and looked like a hardware store, but brilliant. Central Bank, I know I'm on this podcast. Let me just give them a little plug because I'm so proud of them, but they've been just such a valuable partner to me and to my business in getting us to where we are today. Yeah, they love growing with companies like yours. So I'm excited to have you here. And and it's cool to hear how you got started. And I had no idea that was uh, that was kind of how you got the Orm store. So that's incredible. Um, on like your customers, what percentage of... I, I knew Osmond Design from... My wife drags me to the Parade of Homes every year. I love your wife. So, she's yeah. awesome. Every year she's like, hey, go, we're going to the Parade of Homes. Uh, have you bought tickets yet? And I'm like, yeah, I've bought tickets. Babe. Did you know Central yeah. Bank and Austin Design sell discount tickets? Did you know that? Yeah, oh, we're going we're yeah. to get hooked up on that this year. Yeah, yeah for sure. So uh, that's kind of how I found, like, found out about Osmond Design. But I didn't know. I thought you were just for builders. I didn't yeah. know you had a retail location. So... 
But what percentage of your customers are builders, like when you're just putting out homes like that, or versus the direct-to-consumer? Do you know what's really interesting? I've never actually done the percentage of builders versus just, you know, moms or retail customers. We have a lot of designers that shop at our store. Okay. But I would say about 50% of our business is design-related. So it's actually having someone do interior design fees. We come out to their home, or they come in with their set of plans, which... Probably is more of the builder category. And then the other 50% is just that walk-in customer that wants a great deal. So we do anything from, you know, someone just walking in and buying a candle to people coming in with their pictures. They want their living room done or their bedroom to doing, here's my credit card, do my entire home. I don't have a budget. So tell me when it's done. And And you'll do that top to bottom. And we do that. I mean, we have... I bet those are the fun jobs, huh? It's so much fun. I can't tell you how many cool clients I have right now. Um, One specifically, she used to be the uh, vice president of eBay. She's retired now, but back in the day when eBay was all that. She's here in Utah? She's building, she and her husband are building a third home. So it's a vacation home. They have one in St. George, one in Park City, and one in Hawaii. And they're currently just renting a home in Park City, but... I mean, the coolest class. And just to hear their stories. Um, I love that my clients become my friends. They've come to some of my family events. I go to some of their family events. We go to dinner. We did axe throwing together. I mean, just <laughs> that's awesome. fun, right? So, you know, that's just one of my cool clients right now. But we, we, we honestly have too much fun. It should be, it's a little bit of a problem. <laughs> Heather is, I mean, you can tell when you talk, you're just passionate about it. And I love this. And this is what I love about entrepreneurs personally. And you're on the Midnight Founders podcast here. So what what would you say, I mean, it seems like you are your brand, right? You are Osmond Design. Is that right? I would say so. Yeah, I love what I do. I think like you're saying for anyone that is running a business, you better love it or you need to find something else because... Owning a business, I think, is a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that no one ever sees. And it's hard work. And it's 24-7. And as I was raising my four kids, um, there's a lot of sacrifices and things that you make. And my number one priority was always to be the best wife and the best mom. And I think I was able to do that and also build a business, which is a lot of hard work. So as soon as I would drop my kids off to school, I had this little window until I would pick them up from school. And a lot of women go to the spa or they hang out with their friends or go to lunch. I didn't do that. I worked and I would put my kids to bed and I would be designing homes and doing a lot of that. And, you know, just working on the weekends and doing overtime. You guys know. You know Midnight founder. Yeah, that's right. what I just She's a midnight founder. She's a true midnight founder. Cranking yeah. away exactly. at midnight, you know? Yeah. You guys, yeah. Yeah, we talk about that balance. Like a lot of the, the people that we've had on the show talk about how, like just because you're up at midnight solving problems doesn't mean it takes over your whole family life and social life. It just means that you still are the one that has to solve the problem. And so you may be up at midnight. You may have had the time to have dinner with your family and like put the kids to bed, read them a story. But as soon as they're in bed, your laptop comes back out and you're (laughs) back to work grinding away. Um, So can you talk about the balance? Like how did you balance raising kids and running a successful business like that? I still think I'm trying to figure that out, right? Sometimes (laughs) I just have to pinch myself because I can't believe I get paid to do something that I love. Mm. Um, So I think, you know, 
People find hobbies, whether they get paid to do them or not. And Osmond Designs is that for me. I could be way busier than I am right now. And I have what I call the dream team of designers at Osmond Designs. Some days I feel like I'm the traffic controller and I have airplanes going everywhere. But I I also just hire really, really amazing people that are very capable, that don't need to be micromanaged. And I think if I were a one-man band, Osmond Designs would not be what it is today. It has been a group effort. There have been um, so many sacrifices by so many amazing people that I not only um, see as my colleagues, but also just loyal, true friends. How did you, uh, we talk about this a lot too, and Curtis talked about it on the podcast a few weeks ago, that not all entrepreneurs are able to make that shift from when it was just you and your husband to actually running a successful business as a CEO and scaling, and yeah. scaling it out and hiring people and letting go of some of that stuff. Cause you're probably not in the houses as often as you used to be. And so part of that, like love that you have for the job pro- probably wasn't bookkeeping or like any of these other tasks that or management you know, air yeah. traffic control, like you're talking <laughs> about, like that probably wasn't why you got in the business. So how have you been able to make that transition and still keep the love that you have for your business? That's a really good question as well. Great question. Um, I think one thing that I have been able to learn is do what you do best and sub out the rest. I am not an accountant. Wait, we should say that again. That's a great soundbite. Do Do what what you you do do best best and sub out out the rest. rest. Yes, and then you can (laughs) keep your sanity too, right? Because if you're just doing things you hate as a daily grind, you're going to burn out really quickly. So do the stuff that you do best because that's probably where your money is going to be. And then you can hire the accountant. You can, you know, hire the cleaners for the whatever you don't want to do. I don't know. The shippers and the movers. Yeah. And in the beginning, we did all of that. I cleaned the floors. I cleaned the toilets. I, I did the moving. I used to unload sofas off of a box truck with my brother because we didn't have a choice. I was buffer then for sure. (laughs) Maybe that's why my back hurts, you know, as I get old, I don't know. But I think it's hard, right? I think you have to figure that out. And for every single one of us, it's going to be something different. So, you know, if, if you can figure that out, you let me know. I'll hire you as a consultant. (laughs) It's probably like, one of the elements of that I think was just to have to let go. Mm-hmm. Just be like, you know what? They didn't do it how I would have done it, but it still got done and yeah. it still got done well. It's just different. And I think you kind of mentally have to make that transition. Oh, for sure. Like you said, and do it in your own way that you can. Yeah. And I think overseeing people, but then letting them do it their way, um, the job will still get done. And it, their process and their journey might be a little different than yours. And maybe at the end of the day, you do have to make some tweaks and some fine tuning. But I think if you hire the right people and you are just generous with the amount that you pay them and and let them really grow and you put the fertilizer on their talents and their gifts, I think sometimes people might even do a better job than what you would have been capable of doing Back in the day, I thought, I'm going to have Osmond Designs conquer the world, and I'm going to have locations all throughout Utah, and then hopefully I want to franchise that nationally. And then, you know, I had this this devil on one side that was telling me to do that, and, and at what expense would that have been to my family? 
and I probably would have been very successful and I would have made a lot of money because I'm kind of a driven person. I'm like, go, 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 go. And I don't stop. You can see that for sure. For sure. But um, part of me, you know, had the angel on the other side that really, you know, reality hit and I said, well, where are my priorities? And um, I think in the LDS culture, you know, here in Utah, you know, no other success can compensate for failure in the home. And that was something that was important to me. And I'm far from perfect. My kids are far from perfect. My husband's far from perfect. But I can tell you, we honestly and earnestly try every day to do our best and to help others along the way. Because at the end of the day, we're all just walking each other home, right? So it's not going to be furniture that will, um, it's not who I am. It doesn't, it's not where I get all my value. It's who I am as a person. And being a good neighbor and a good friend is also something that's very, very important to me. I love that. Thanks for sharing that. That's really insightful. Um, I'm going to ask this, the golden question, Heather, about the Osman name and how, how has that name, because it is big in this area, how has that name maybe helped or hindered your success and brought cachet or not? Tell us more about that. Yeah. So I think that the Osman name is a blessing and a curse. People either think the world of them or they don't like them at all. Right. So that can be a double edged sword. I, I hate to even admit this. I never have watched one Donnie and Marie show <laughs> my entire <laughs> life, even to this day. And I've been married for 28 years. I've seen that little clips funny. and stuff. I think they're amazing. <laughs> I've been to their concerts. I mean, we all have cool uncles but or aunts or whatever. But um, and I And I love that for them. And I love hearing stories about the difference they have made. But I'm Heather Osmond, and I'm here to blaze my own trail. So as much as I appreciate and love and respect them, I, I get to be me. And so I, I don't, I mean, I'm the, I'm the Osmond doing furniture and interior design, which has nothing to do with singing and music. And <laughs> that's, I married into the family, and um, that's not one of my gifts. I don't perform on stage. I don't do CDs and... And, but I, but I admire and respect them, them for that. So, um, I think, I think there's brand recognition with that, you know, to some aspect. Um, but you know, it's, it's just been a lot of fun. I know a lot of people even, you know, have asked the cousins, so how are you related to Osmond designs and maybe yes. you, yeah, it just the tables me, have turned. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> makes me smile and I'm so proud because I think you know Donnie and Marie are still performing and um, but usually the people that know them are my parents age and my grandparents age and maybe some of our age but I think the younger generation maybe not so much Mm -hmm. so it's it's really interesting have they ever come to you for some furniture design needs they have yes all of them have purchased things from my store which is really cool and I'm honored and of course you know, I do interior design and I don't charge them. You got to give them that family discount, but it is, it is a lot of fun to have a coffee table or a sofa or, you know, a lamp or anything um, in their home. In fact, Marie's home, half of it, like a third of it burned down. And so we helped her with some oh, yeah. interior design and choosing some paint that. colors and some flooring and stuff. So that was a lot of fun too. My dad built cabinets. He still does. But so I worked at the cabinet shop all through college. All right. And uh, 
we would drive like his dad built cabinets before he built cabinets. And so oh. we would drive like all over the state whenever we'd be doing anything. He'd be like, I built the cabinets in that house. So <laughs> do you ever like just go somewhere random and you're like, Hey, this is from our store. <laughs> I totally do. I still have my real estate agent license. So I get online and I'll go, Oh, that's from our store. Oh, I know what brand oh, that is. Funny. Oh, you know, whatever. Yeah. So my poor kids, I don't think there's ever a day that goes by that they don't have someone talking to me at the grocery store or, <laughs> or me driving in the car and saying, oh yeah, that house is this. And you know, it's, it's really fun actually. I'm born and raised a Utah girl. So I was Provo High and then went to BYU then got married and made a big move to Orem. I mean, I'm a big world traveler, right? So then I moved from- Living dangerously for sure. <laughs> yeah, from Cedar Hills to Alpine. So I just know a lot of people in this area and I understand the Utah market. So we all want pretty things, but they need to be functional and they need to be family friendly and durable, durable. We have kids and animals and you know, we just, we live our life. So there's no such thing as a quick trip to the grocery store for Heather. <laughs> <laughs> it's like two hours. You got to block yeah. two hours, <laughs> no. no matter what. No, you guys. That's hilarious. That's awesome. Okay. So uh, you've been doing this now for 20 years. Congratulations. 20 years. It's so, our anniversary. I cannot believe it. I'm old. I don't know if that's true. That makes me like 29 or yeah, you, started, yeah, yeah. you started it really young. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so you're doing a sale yes, uh, and it's going through with like uh, in conjunction with the parade of home. So people yes. have got to hurry in. They're going to lose out because you only have one of each item anyway. So yes, they do. But can you talk more about that? Absolutely. So we are so proud that this is our 20th anniversary. I cannot believe that. We have been in business for this long and we have weathered the storm. When we first started, there were so many businesses that were way bigger than we were and way more successful. And we were a little ant and they could have crushed us at any time. And we were scrappy. Back in the day, I had a desk and a chair and a bookcase. And that was it. That was awesome designs. <laughs> and it's grown. But um, yes, 20 years in the industry and during the Parade of Homes this year, we are doing our entire store as an additional 20% off the lowest mark price, which is always guaranteed. No one beats our prices on anything that we sell. So we're basically like almost giving it away to you for free. Um, but it's it's something we're very proud of. And I really, you know, just honor my mom and my dad. My dad was a firefighter and my mom uh, was um, uh, worked at home. So she was just the most amazing mom in the world. She had five kids. I was the third of five. She was city PTA president. And I always called her community service woman of the ward and the neighborhood and of, you know, the school area, the neighborhood. And uh, she never got paid for anything. And when my dad was thinking of retiring, they decided to open a bed and breakfast in Provo. And it was called the Heinz Mansion Bed and Breakfast. Oh, yeah, right there behind the city offices or right the county offices. Right, right across from the fire station. Yeah. yeah. And that was back in the day when Anniversary Inn, and it was kind of the in thing to have these themed rooms. And, you know, what's better than a bed and breakfast, the only one and only bed and breakfast in 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 Provo, Orem area with BYU and UVU and all these newly marrieds, right? Well, my mom, who had no interior design experience did the whole thing herself because she did not have the money to do it any other way and I learned a lot from her just being high school to college age and getting 
in with my mom and making those decisions was kind of the humble beginnings of me really enjoying interior design and the memories that that I've that that created I've taken with me my entire life and that was all because of my mom and and her hard work and Mm. I loved it what a great legacy Mm. for your mom she started she planted that seed in you on the love for interior design 100 percent. that's so cool do you, Heather, do you, this is maybe a random question coming from a non-interior designer. Okay? <laughs> do you have a specific like um, style or genre or, or I, know, I don't know how to say that, but do you have a certain look that you particularly like best that's you your know, go-to? There's a lot of furniture stores that just specialize in one look. And I think that's what makes Osmond Designs very unique is that we don't just pigeonhole ourselves into one style because back in the day, there was the Tuscan old world style and that was about it. That's all Utah knew and everything was brown and beige. And then, you know, Magnolia Home, Joanna Gaines started coming on TV with HGTV and that modern farmhouse came on really strong up in Park City right now. Mountain Modern is all the rage. Very, very modern uh, homes are coming on just because of, you know, the Ikea store. There are things other than, than Tuscan Old World. So I would say I like all styles, and I would probably get really bored if I just had to do one style all the time. Uh, my personal p- favorite, though, is probably more of that Mountain Modern, where I love just clean lines and modern, but I like it cozy and warm. So I think Park City Heber area is doing that really well right now, and it's coming down to Salt Lake and Utah County. So if and when I build a house, which you know I might be doing, we own a lot right now. Hopefully, be digging you know next year sometime. Cool. That will definitely be the style. bring those interest rates down. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be a little edgy for Alpine area, but I think it'll be really cool. Very cool. That's awesome. Okay, so I love the fact that you got your start with your parents. Um, and so entrepreneurship, I feel like, is kind of in your blood. Um, and you obviously have 20 years of experience now. So what advice do you have for somebody that's just getting started? You know, my best advice is just dream big because you really can do it. It's scary, I'm telling you. It's like one of the scariest things you'll ever do, and it's – And in the beginning, you won't make any money and you're just working so, so, so hard. But if you dream it, you can do it. If you put in the time and the work, I think you can accomplish more than what you think you can. And do your market research, right? Don't just give your your entire heart and soul to something that is not going to work. But if you do the research and you put in the hard work, I think you can do anything these days with, of course, Central Bank as your partner. <laughs> Come and get your financing. <laughs> oh, that's Love hilarious. That. Love that. It's a great plug. I actually yeah. read something today. Uh, I was, or I was listening to it. I'm listening to a book right now. And in the book, it said people overestimate what they can accomplish in a day. But far underestimate what they can accomplish in a lifetime. Wow. So like what you, they expect their startups to explode in day one and they don't always do that. Yeah. But they give up too early because they, they underestimate what they can accomplish with time. Oh, Jake, so. super deep. Let's wow. go. Like yeah. That. And running like a that. business isn't a sprint. It's a marathon, right? Yeah. It's you're Yeah. Just like you're saying, it's a lot of hard work. One thing that I didn't think 
I could ever do that I've been able to accomplish in the last three years is I host my own KSL radio show. It's on every Saturday from 11 to noon, and I get to interview heroes of all ages here in Utah, um, not only builders, but subcontractors, the plumbers, the heating um, guys, the architects, the Home Builders Association president of Park City or Salt Lake or Utah Valley. I mean, the coolest people, a lot of them are industry leaders and their market analysis. And, and I have loved it. At the very beginning, I was sweating bullets when they first asked me to do it. <laughs> And now I'm just a big nerd and I have fun <laughs> and it works. And I, I actually look forward to that every single week. Well, and it's probably very cool because they would never have another opportunity like that to kind of get the word out about what they're doing and what they're accomplishing because it's probably a very unsung industry. Right? Oh, for sure. No, it's and just you don't, like us. Just like we us. Get a, <laughs> we get like to interview us. people all the time that the only way we would ever get Heather to come talk to us is if we could interview <laughs> her on a podcast. you guys. <laughs> you guys are just heroes oh. and, and leaders in your own fields, which I need to interview you guys. Will you be on the KSL show <laughs> no, next week? What do you guys have going let's on? That's great. Yeah, I, um, <clears throat> I love talking to you because real estate is one of my passions as well. Yeah. And I have my license too. And I, it's not, awesome. a, I don't use it for anything. Do you invest that. as well? I do. All I right. invest in real estate and then we, we have a, um, a side company, a property management company, just so I can oh, awesome. stay in touch with kind of how the real estate market's going and what that's looking like. And there is just something exciting about the building and the growth and the design and just, just, I mean, your husband's a developer. That's fantastic. I mean, that's what a great, perfect connection between what you're doing and what he's doing. I mean, that you just must talk real estate all the time at home. <laughs> which, I would bet. Which, again, can be a positive <laughs> and a negative. Good and bad. That's right. You're in the business together. Yeah. There's always challenges that I come with I can, that. Yeah. I can feel your passion. We haven't I, killed each other yet. All is good. well. We still <laughs> like each other. I guess it depends on the day. But yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. <laughs> anyway, I just I love that. And um, I, I can kind of relate to that mm -hmm. passion because there is something unique about real estate that you just don't find anywhere else. Right. So. No, and Utah is just good news in the real estate market. And so it's easy to make money in real estate if you do your market research. So whether the market's bad, there are great deals. If the market's great and it's, you know, at the highest of the highest, there are still great deals. Yeah, You just have to be very careful about That's what right. you're investing in. And um, I, I think just having experts in the industry and listening to their opinions. That's right. Well, and Jake, Jake also has a has the real estate bug. Yeah, this building yeah. that we're in actually is is Jake's. Go, Jake. Yeah, we started. Uh, my wife and I started living in a storage unit and managing the storage unit to save up enough money while we were going to school. You were save living in the storage unit. Well, we like they had an office, like the manager's <laughs> office, right? So you, we were managing. One of those, <laughs> they had like, the building wait a minute. Front and yeah, yeah, like they had like a little build. Like, yeah, okay. like it was nice. Yeah. It was like a little two bedroom apartment okay. or whatever. That gets but breezy with that wind underneath the garage yeah. door. When you're yeah, living yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, did someone open the this door for you every morning? How great. did that work? Yeah, <laughs> your wife must really love you, Jake, to do that for you. But we lived, we managed that for a couple of years until we could buy a duplex and we bought a nice. duplex and that's how we got our start into real you estate. Guys. Rented out one side, lived in the other side. No and, way. Yeah. Okay. So my husband and I, we bought our first house, the one that I had to get my real estate license for so that we could have our down payment. We had an unfinished basement 
and we finished the basement and rented out the upstairs. Yeah. And we paid $170 for the utilities. It's the same thing you did with your building when you buy your commercial building. You found Sub-bank. a way to extract value out of the rest of it. And-, and I think that's part of the game is just figuring out how to build these deals where you can make it work and not necessarily use all your money to do it. Yeah. yeah that's Fun. great. And oftentimes these are deals that no one else can see mm-hmm. or that the big guys won't waste their time with the small deals. Yeah. And a lot of people don't have the time and the energy to want to do that. I yeah. know uh, there were probably a few properties that my husband and I purchased at the time I think we ended up buying and selling 16 homes within like nine years. And I'm sure my parents wanted to come and intervene. I'm sure we were moving <laughs> into some things that they just thought, my grandkids are not living here. What are you doing? Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of it was just cosmetic fixes or buying a home on a larger lot. It's that vision. You can see I the vision that others just can't creativity. see. It. Exactly. Mm. Creativity. I love it. And Utah, it. it has lots of it. It's true. So, yeah. Well, you're amazing. This has been so fun. This has been awesome. You guys are the coolest. I have just loved getting to know both of you. Thanks. Likewise. Where do people find more about you and your website? Like, where where do they go? Yeah, of course. So we're on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Osmond Designs. I'm Heather Osmond. I have my own social media stuff. But we have two locations, one in Lehigh and one in Orem, Osmond Design Stores. And our phone number is one eight three three Osmonds. Easy to remember. Nice. With an S at the end. With an S at the there end. Yes. And then, of course, you'll always see us in the Parade of Homes. We are a uh, sponsor. We actually team up with Central Bank. Yep. We're co-sponsors for that. Something that we're very proud to support. Uh, not only the Parade of Homes that showcases the best of the best of what our industry offers, but they have so many great opportunities for community service and to give back to the community. Um, we love that. We love being associated with that. And I think, you know, every champion was once a rookie. And I feel like I'm kind of getting to that point where the snowball's rolling down the hill and I can give back and help and do spend more time with interns and training and going and talking to schools and doing having uh high schools come and do field trips at our school and I get to talk about my love for design and hopefully inspire the next generation that hopes to do the same like many of us are doing and helping to build a business and figure out how to do it. That's That's awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much. You are so welcome. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Cool. A huge shout out to our producer, Dalton Carson. Thank you, Dalton. Let's go, Dalton. Go, Dalton. (laughs) Central Bank and CD Vault and Rev Road for sponsoring this podcast. See you later. We'll catch you next time. Thanks so much. Bye. The Midnight Founders Podcast is a podcast about entrepreneurship that is hosted by CB Vault and Rev Road. CB Vault is the entrepreneur arm of Central Bank. And Rev Road is a venture services firm where companies come to grow. Thanks for listening to us. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is AJ and Jake signing out.